0: Radio One ninety one FM podcast.
1: And right now it is time to crossover. Well, not so much crossover. We're going to go back in time because a couple of weeks ago I was lucky enough to sit down and talk to Danny, who's the lead for Dune Rats, and just really talk to him about their new album um, that got released. When was it released? It was like released roughly around a month ago. Now, Um, hurry up and wait. So I was able to sit down talk to him about everything that went into the album, and some other things outside it, the stuff they have coming up, a bunch of different jizz jazz regarding all that, but regardless, we'll jump into the interview and let you hear for yourselves and find out what went into Hurry Up and Wait. Hey man, how's it going? Yeah, great, Paul. How are you doing? I'm going good. Um, with your guys' new album, Dune Rats, of course, um, you guys charted at number one. You guys have Triple J Hot 100, right at the number one yeah. spot. How does that make you feel? Showing like, of course, you guys have been loved throughout Australia, internationally, New Zealand, for a long time. But like, how does it feel to have like that now definition of that number one spot?
0: Yeah, it's uh, it, to be honest, it was it was it was pretty uh, unbelievable. Well, I mean, a few the last album actually went number one and we were, couldn't believe that then, And uh, even though we we're, were up against the Trolls soundtrack, so it was a bit better <laughs> trying to beat Eminem and, and Taylor Swift and stuff this time. Um, but it, it's kind of, I don't know, we've been re- working really hard on this album and, and it's pretty much been in the in the works for the last two, three years, so uh, you know, like when, when you first break out mm. with a band, you don't know if people are just going to take you as a fad or as something that when the rock clock sort of moves on from your sound, so, so will everyone else, so I think this one we just couldn't believe that, you know, a lot of our fans have stuck around and, and still support us pretty really heavily, and yeah, it was it was um the, the second one was way sweeter, uh yeah the boys were just wrapped. We landed in Tasmania for a show when we found yeah. out, and um, yeah we we just uh, made sure we had a fair few beers to celebrate.
1: Yeah, understandable. That's a, that's a definitely a good way to start celebrating, especially before a show.
0: Yeah, and it, and for our sort of genre of music, there's so many awesome bands as well that that are that we're friends with, with Def Ray Blunt Soho, and Skeggs, and mm. it's such a it's such a close scene. So it was, um, you know, we we got a million calls from our mates, just sort of stoked that you know our band got the number one spot, um, when when it's pretty heavily like hip hop and dance at the moment. So
1: yeah,
0: yeah, we we were just blown away.
1: Yeah, and like speaking of which, this is your third album that you guys have all released together yeah um, how's yeah, that becoming dinosaurs of the industry <laughs> <laughs> yeah of like the pop culture like once this third one like oh they're they're now legends <laughs> but, um, but like how does this album differ from the last two I'd say I mean even
0: just the time spent I mean the first album yeah. we kind of wrote it in two weeks recorded it in a week yeah um, and it was kind of we were just so busy touring and stuff we were like we've got to put out an album so we just did it real quickly and the second one we kind of just evolved a little bit more, and we're like, okay, well, we'll you know, write this album over nine right? months, um, and and we got a friend Zach from Fiddler involved, and who was our first time sort of working with, with someone in that producer role. So it was really cool just to have someone there that sort of could could see what we were trying to achieve and sort of help mm. steer steer the shift and keep making sure it's 100% Dune rats And yeah. so for this album, again, we just we actually took about two years writing it. We wrote a, a ton of songs, like. Um, probably about 70 songs and and riddled it right back down to the final sort of 15 and then eventually i think 12 made it on the album um and again we we incorporated a uh, help with a friend james tiswell from like so he sort of sat around and and and, um sorry i got a sausage
1: dog
0: Sorry, but yeah so so he sort of helped steer that creative process again and we we went up into the uh, into the central coast to a really cool studio up there and we, and we sort of just spent um, nearly about a month recording it and yeah just making sure we we sort of found the. and I think the songs themselves on this album they they've just grown you know we 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 were trying not to always just write about the same thing as well so it was cool to write about a bunch of different stuff um, that was going on in our lives and um, and sort of also bringing a bit more of an acoustic-y steel string into it. We really like that sort of early Green Day sound.
1: Oh, um, yeah, like Dookie and stuff? So we,
0: Yeah, dude. So we were just kind of, you know, thought, oh, this one needs to be a bit more in that vein because a lot of our songs just start off on a, on an acoustic guitar and, you know, just jamming around with yeah. your mates. And, and so we, we wanted a, a few of those songs to sort of feel like that when someone's playing it at home. So, yeah, yeah, it was really stoked how it turned out.
1: Yeah, so it's fair to say it's a lot more mature, rather than a couple of months
0: too. You know, that 40-plus crowd loves us Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, (laughs) Well, like, for me, like, some of my favorite tracks are um, Rubber Arms, of course, and um, Stupid Is, which are a couple of the main singles off the album. Yeah. Um, But I found, like, a lot of the thematics of it, it very much looks at, like, the fallible... um, aspects of the human nature a lot like succumbing to peer pressure almost like twisting the arm of course rubber arms and um stupid is with like almost like pet peeves and stuff um but that how did you like interpret that and i
0: kind of think it's like especially with like the song of rubber arm like that sort of like as it was a phrase that you know even our grandfathers Mm -hmm. and stuff would say um about you know getting a mate to the pub when he when he said he wouldn't and I think that with us, we, we, you know, there's a lot of people that write about love and money and sex and all that, and so they can, yeah. you know, we've never really liked writing about those things, because we've always written songs together about funny stuff, you know, and it'll just spawn from three dudes just always being in a van together, so yeah. the topics we sort of write about, uh, we try to just sort of keep it to what we know, um, and I think Stupid is as Stupid does, with Sick K-Flay, um, yeah. You know, said she'd like to be on it with us, and it was the first time we've ever had another person sort of sing on a, on a song for us. And it was kind of like um, paid homage to a bunch of our mates that when we get together, mm-hmm. we just do a lot of real stupid stuff. So yeah. um, we were really stoked that, that that song's really connected with a bunch of bunch of people. Um, and, and rubber arm, I mean, you know, there's so many, so many people that have that every day, whether it's about drinking or whether it's about anything. Yeah. Like you know eating <laughs> yeah it's like
1: Shitty just, food <laughs> it's coming to the pressures of life yeah yeah and was it like easy to pick those out as singles like were you just looking at them it's like okay we really like this one we want to save a couple of the other bangers of course for the album but like these ones let's push these further or was it like yeah
0: well, I think that they just always stood out as something that was. Uh, I, I mean, we, when we write albums, I mean, it's it's weird because now because of Spotify and everything like that, singles are a huge thing. Um, and, and you know that's people try and just write singles, but for us, you know, right, we like those songs that have a little bit of character. That so when you put on the album, you you know you're not always just getting those like you know verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus pop sort of. Formula songs and 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 that makes them stand out. So we always sort of thought, yeah, these will be the singles, will lead in. But then with, you know, it, with the intro, how it is, um, mountain rocks come and go, but Aussie pub rock is on forever. there's a finish and um, the skids, where that's got a bit of a country twang about yeah. the world's stay yeah, day and, and laughing at it, things like that. It's kind of like gave if my bonker talk songs like that, they they have their own place once you fill it with those sort of four, five, six sort of radio single yeah. ones so yeah so they they sort of stuck out as early on as like the ones we push um to get people to listen to the album but hopefully once they start listening to the album those other like weird different songs will be the ones they actually really fall in love with you know that when you hear a good record and then oh. end up liking all the ones that weren't released yeah no favorite, I, it, I know
1: what you mean i 100% like you just like go all right, these are great singles. I love this. And then you, like, hear the album, like, you go, oh, yeah, maybe, and then, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, one of my first introductions to you guys as a band was via one of the former radio presenters here, Dave Borey. Shout out to him quickly. Um He, yeah, he, he, he wore, um, he always, like, one of my favorite things I see him in is always wearing the Dune Rats t-shirt and stuff. So I asked him to yeah. pass on a question to you guys, um, and he wants to know yeah. about... A while back, you guys released Dooney's Lager back in 2017. He wants to know, is there going to be a re-release of that in the future? Will it make it to New Zealand? What are the talks about it? Was it a one-off thing?
0: It was originally, it would look, yeah, it was originally a one-off thing. Our uh, amazing young Henrys were like, mm. it to be fun, f- awesome to get you guys a beer." Um, I, I, look, I reckon we might re- release a, a batch of it at some point because I think that they it it sold really well, <laughs> um, which we were surprised at. Um, kudos to Lee McConnell who does mm. all our artwork. I think the can sold it more than the actual beer, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh yeah I think we're going to try and do a re-release and you tell Dave we'll bring over a carton because I think we're going to be heading over to New Zealand this year sometime so yeah uh, yeah because you guys got, yeah, we'll have to,
1: you guys have a stacked lineup of tours especially coming up like Canada US like how's that also of course you've played there before um but just going back now with that it's, third album. I
0: mean, this time it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's awesome this time. I think we've been really looked after internationally by BMG, um, and our distributors. So they, mm. we sort of on signing this record deal to this album, and the next one we made a pretty conscious effort to make sure whoever we signed with had a pretty good international plan. Um, and so we went over to all the offices and met up with Berlin and, and, and the London office mm. and the American rise records over in America and stuff and yeah. straight away off this last tour of last year that we were over there we just felt straight away that you know the crowds were way bigger than we thought they would be the the press that we were getting over there was really good so going straight back this year uh, in a couple of months is uh it's gonna be yeah we're really stoked because it's just we really feel stuff happening over there for us so mm. yeah it's been unbelievable
1: <laughs> and just before i love and leave you um i just want to know of course you mentioned um aussie pub rock lives forever the mountain um yeah i just want to know about especially also referencing skags and other australian bands um the cultural importance of especially nowadays in modern sense of aussie pub rock because like it's almost has this huge legacy kind of similar to the indian sound like it's just a whole culture within something like you said also how dance music is now taking over a bit what?
0: Well, a weird, a weird little ladder into that is that Skegs are actually, and Gooch Palms are in that song. They, they came oh. to the studio the last of the day, um, and we said, we've, look, we've got this song, we think it'd be funny if we got a bunch of mates to do mm. the gang vocals on it towards the end. So at the end, it's us, Skegs, Gooch Palms, and a bunch of other mates that nice. aren't in bands. They were just there drinking beers at the time. <laughs> um, and so I think that, like, we, especially when it comes to Australian music and Australian band music, you know, it's like almost a rite of passage that, mm. to start a band and go to a pub and play for a couple of years. And, you know, we're pretty fortunate, especially in Brisbane. We have have a lot of venues in the Valley and stuff that will play bands. And you just start to play shows together and, and, and travel. And, you know, you'll have mates in Sydney. And I think there's always been that really strong sort of uh, culture in the, in our scene, especially to to hook up with other bands, do shows with them and, and, and support each other. we've never really found it to be... Uh, competition, I think. And that's yeah. a lot, of, you know, that's not to say not everyone's like that, but, but for us and our group, it's worked really well because no one's really not tried to really push other people's. Like, when there's other albums out from any of those acts, we try to push it to our, to our followers. And yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that Australian pub music in general is, uh, I, I'm, I'm biased, but I think we've got the best bands in the <laughs> world. Um, <laughs> and I think it's because of, like you were saying earlier, we write about different stuff. Uh, a lot of the time, it has a pretty positive under underlining message to it, and uh, I mean, we've had pretty good role models with ACDC, just mm. saying uh, a radio bird band, a million, a million old bands yeah. that you know, when you're growing up, you're listening to them, and you know, you start your first band, you sound exactly like them, and then you slowly grow as people, and you and you work out, you know, what you want to write about and how, how you want it to sound.
1: Definitely, I 100 percent agree. Like, it just shows that evolution, and even now, it's. These almost communities of like microcosms of just sound. Like you just have, of course, like you guys, but then you also have the other pop sounds. You have the hardcore guys and the psychedelic rockers, like with Gizzard and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, and again, they're good mates of ours. Like, so it's <laughs> real funny because it's like, you know, you see each other at these festival circuits or in shows or tours yeah. and it, uh, or overseas, and it's always like. Oh, you know, especially, I remember seeing King Gizzard in New York for the first time, probably five or six years ago. And I was like, didn't know them for a bar. So mm. I thought, oh, I'll just like pop, see if I can pop down backstage and say g'day to them. And then we ended up just having heaps of beers hanging out <laughs> all night. And it's that sort of like camaraderie where you don't, you don't even have to play or like the same. I love the music, but I'm understand mm. that you can mingle with a bunch of different people. Uh, we've got a lot of mates in the rap scene here that we're yeah. really close with, like Draft, AB Original, um, Mall Rap, who just did really well in the Hottest yeah. 100. And you know, so I think yeah, it's part part of that is just always having a good beer and a chat with people in the same industry.
1: Yeah, well, it's been awesome talking to you, Danny. We're excited to see you come down and do a tour throughout New Zealand. And good luck with. Any remaining dates for your signings and anything like that for Dune Rats? Yeah, thanks, mate. Uh, yeah, we'll hopefully see you over in New Zealand this year yep. when we're playing. Awesome, sweet. We'll catch you another time, but hopefully see you soon. Yep. And that was Danny from Dune Rats, and right now we're going to go into No Plans Off. Hurry up and wait, and you've been listening to The One.